Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy. I didn't look at the song list before we started, but the Lord's Prayer, seriously, that is the actual opening scripture of my message today. We are in a time where God is drawing His people closer and closer to His heart. Could you agree? It is the Holy Spirit that we follow the same Holy Spirit that we all follow. It is not by accident that similar things are happening at the same time, that revelations are similar between Christian to Christian. God is on purpose for a purpose in our lives and in this world. So now that we've got that established, is anyone unsure of that being a fact? Brilliant. So off that absolute truth, let's launch into the Word. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9 to 13, the main part, your kingdom come God and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We prayed that, we sang that, we declared that this morning. But you know, I'm a really creative minded person and I thank the Lord for that because let's actually imagine that. We've sung it, we've read it, we're reading it now, but what does that mean to us? What does that mean to you? Let's not walk out of this room with another black ink on white paper, religious scripture that means nothing to us. Let's let the power of God go deeper on the inside of our revelation of this scripture and what it means to us in our lives, amen. So Father God in heaven, as we look up in our imagination, we think, what does heaven look like? What does it feel like? Man, to be such a place of love and acceptance and with no sin, no sickness, no disease, no loss. What is it to you where there is an abundance, where there is faith and worship, where there is no fear, a place that is full of energy and positivity? And this is just from my brain. I'm sure there's some more things that you're thinking Come on, what is it to you? What does heaven look like to you? And if you need to share my faith this morning, I'm willing to share it. It is a place of victory, amen. It is a place of worship. It is a place of freedom. Oh, when you start to look at what heaven is, you get the tingles, man. It's just like your your skin starts to come alive. It's just that real. Heaven, come to earth. As it is in heaven, let it be done on earth. That is what we're praying. That is what we're believing today. There's no sickness. There is healing. There's no depression. There is joy and there is peace in heaven. So when we're praying, let His will be done on earth like it's in heaven, we are praying and believing that the almighty, powerful God can do anything that He says He will do. His Word declares and promises great things for our lives. Or do we think that the devil has too much rule and reign and he's he's just not as, he's more powerful than God? It is hard sometimes not to get distracted by what we see with our natural eye. We know that God's all powerful, omniscient, everywhere, you know. I was so confident till I was like, wow, that didn't sound right. Anyway. (laughs) Um, And the thing is that, Totally lost my train of thought. No, joking. But when we pray, God, like 
heaven on earth. It's seeing with our faith. It's seeing with our spirit. That is why, church, we pray in tongues. That is why we allow our spirit to connect with the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, when I die and go to heaven, I'm sending the helper. The helper is not some mystical, magical, weird thing or entity. It is the person of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit that wants to dwell with us, walk with us, lead us, guide us, talk to us every minute of every day. And so the daily relationship with the Holy Spirit, we get connected, we stay connected with what God says, with who He is, with how heaven lives and breathes and has its being. Therefore, that is what we are praying and releasing on earth. Amen. That is how we release it by faith because we've seen it with our spiritual eyes every day when we need reminding of it, amen. When our flesh just sees all the devastation and sickness and challenges around us, our spirit starts to come alive and our faith gets connected to our hope in a God that is a good, good, good God. Um, So when we pray God on earth, let's get a little practical, as you know. That's why some of you like the when, uh, when I preach, because I'm just too practical. Uh, I'd love you to walk away with your revelation of what God is speaking to you today. So I have a few testimonies for you. Like we pray, come on, God, <laughs> do a miracle. God, I'd love you to do a miracle. You know when you just need a miracle, big or small? So this is not the miracle yet, but I used to run food care. Uh, I used to run the front end and, uh, and I laugh now because Brother Mithrin, he ran the back end and the business side and I was thanking Jesus for him every day of my life. But I ran the front end with people and with the volunteers. And when I first came, I felt so out of my depth, but the miracle came was when I just thought, you know what, our vision statement is that we will unmistakably, without question, influence our world for good, but also for God. So we had food, we had clothing, we had knobshop.nev. Seriously, the legacy that you have left is absolutely outstanding. Outstanding. And I looked at that and I thought, we've got so much resource God has put in our hand, but we need miracles. We need faith. And so we had probably a handful of Christian church members uh, and the rest were volunteers from the community who were coming in to purchase food And they looked and they just thought, I love what you're doing, I wanna be a part. So when the sign came up saying, if you'd like to volunteer, come and speak to us. So we had, what, 18, 22 volunteers from the community. And so my first day I said, okay, I prayed all night going, come on God, (laughs) what am I doing? You said you'd equip me if you called me, so I'm just gonna turn up and the rest is up to you. And so I got there on the day and I said, great guys, um, can we all just come in for a minute for the morning briefing? And I said, uh, so you have seen who we are here. We're a church and we're an organisation that helps the community, serves the community. And how we got here is that we pray. We believe God for His favour. We believe that His power is the reason that we are here. And it's what we've done up until this day. I understand not all of you are Christian. I'm not asking you to be. But I'm gonna ask for a moment of respect while we pray and while we continue to do what we have done all up until the day that you said, I like who you are, I wanna join and volunteer for you. And so we prayed. It was quiet. (laughs) I prayed. (laughs) 
Lord Jesus. <laughs> I thought, I'm going to town. Jesus is the reason that we're here. So I'm not God in it. I'm not anything. I'm like, Jesus, we worship you and we honour you and we thank you for every blessing that you've poured out. And so after about four or five days, I said, hey, is there any needs? Cricket, cricket, that's all right. So long story short, they said, there was one of the Christians popped up and said, we really need a bar fridge. I said, okay, little fridge, something that they needed. So then we worked the day, we still prayed, prayed in the morning in front of everyone. I went over to pick up my kids from school and I'm coming back. I've got two or three of the community volunteers, they run out going, Pastor Wendy. I'm like, who's died? Who had a fight? Who, seriously, what's going on here? And they're like, you're not gonna believe it. Half an hour ago, this man just waltzed up and said, hey, I was doing some cleaning out, had this bar fridge and thought you might need it. It still fully works. And they're like, oh my gosh, prayer works. This is amazing. And I was just like, excellent, okay. That was a public miracle in front of unbelievers. But we dared to stand up and said, wow, it's so good. Another, like about a week or so later, we had a lady from the community who said, so my sister, sick. She's, she's overseas and she's sick and that's about all we got out of it. We realised later she's in hospital having major complications after a surgery and so it's touch and go whether she lives or not. So imagine the opposite time zone and, uh, and so I said, great, well, let's pray and she just closed her eyes really quick because she's like, everyone's looking at me. I've said something in front of the team. Uh, but this community member dared to believe after the miracle she's starting to see. She's like, I believe for my sister. I need you to pray for my sister. So we all bowed our heads a moment of silence and we prayed for her sister the next day like sun moon day uh to the other side of the world um she contacts her sister and says oh my gosh um Siri doesn't matter um she said oh how are you feeling she said well funny about 12 hours ago I just felt this peace come over me and all the pain just stopped like that and her fever broke. And she, can't, she could not wait to come in and go, my gosh, even across the world, God can do a miracle. Even across the world, God can touch someone. When we're praying here with non-Christian people, non-believers, God can still do a miracle because we dared to pray. Because we stood up and said, we're gonna pray and believe. Oh, another one is I was, there's this really beautiful old Tamil lady and she, only lives across the street, but she has to walk. And walking downhill is great, but walking back up with the groceries is a bit much. I offered to drive her home this time and I said, are you okay? She's like, I've got cancer in my spine and I keep going in for chemo and just today it's a bit sore. I was like, wow. And I'm like, palm sweating. Can I pray for you? <laughs> I kid you not, it doesn't get any easier. If you think it gets easier, it's, it's more inspiring when you see the miracle, but it's still a new person to pray for someone, to step out and not have them upset with you. We see this lady every week. I don't wanna upset her. I also don't wanna see her dead. I wanna see her alive, loving her life, amen? It inspired me more. We got to the door and I said, can I pray for you? She's like, oh. That would be lovely. And so I said, is there any? Oh, no. So we prayed for her back. We prayed for her back. And then she said, and she, I, like I said, I don't pray little wussy prayers. I'm just like, I'm all in or I'm all out. <laughs> and, um, and we prayed for her. And, uh, and she said, well, look, why? She just could feel something happening. <clears throat> and then she said, hey, can you pray for my son also? I said, okay. So she's like in her 70s, 80s. Her son's in his 40s. 
She said, I haven't seen him for over 10 years. He's in Anala somewhere, but he's addicted to drugs and he's been disillusioned by the world and he just doesn't want anything to do with us. And so we prayed. I said, of course, his name's Rocky. And so we prayed. So that's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, I'm up in my office and I have one of the head uh, community member volunteers running up the stairs. I mean, I heard it coming, so I thought, brace yourself. What's going on downstairs? <laughs> if you've ever been at Marketplace or Food Care, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, every now and again, hell breaks loose because we are a Christian organisation, are we not? If hell's not breaking loose, we're not doing something right. Um, and so anyway, comes upstairs, goes, Pastor Wendy, you need to come down and hear this. And I thought, all right, it's interesting. She's literally on my shoulder as we're going back down the stairs. She just eyes wide. Anyway, there is this young lady, young lady, the lady I prayed for, the mum. And she's got tears coming down her eyes already. And she goes, Pastor Wendy, on Saturday, I was walking to the markets and there under the park bench, laying down under the park bench was Rocky. She said, I have not seen him in over 10 years. And she said, he was just there. He just like, I just bumped into him and I went over and said, like just reached out to him and he just said, mom, and just gave her the biggest hug. She said, he came over for Sunday lunch and he's now living in the underneath part of the old Queenslander. Can you believe it? God is a God of miracles. God is a God of miracles. When we pray, God, what is it like in heaven? How can we bring that to earth? And so getting to the points of my message, I have three thoughts today. I'm not anyone special. I'm just a girl that hardly believes in herself if it wasn't for the power of God. I am nothing. I'm not this big evangelist or, you know, who you think God would allow miracles to work through their life. Amen? I'm a normal person just like the rest of us. We are servants, Christians of God. How can we see miracles like that happen? How can we be instruments that God can use? Amen. How can we be that today? So I have three thoughts. I'd love to share them with you if you are open to it. Number one, we need to live. Let me explain. Point number one, we need to live. Okay, so living in God's potential, we need to know that when we said, Jesus, I give my life to you, I'm gonna be a Christian. Jesus said, hey, here is the Holy Spirit. He is now a part of your life. The thing is that I carry him everywhere I go. I've got a slide there, Alex. Thanks for putting it up. That on the left-hand side is how I used to do it. God's in heaven. And then I'm trying to find God in my marriage because who knows, everyone needs help in their marriage. <laughs> I need to find God at work. Now, bad example, I work in a church. So you always need to find God no matter where you work. And if you're working with your husband in your work. Anyway, I'm not... <laughs> so I'm trying to find God. I'm trying to find God and how to be a good wife. I'm trying to find God, where are you in my day? God, where are you? And I'm praying fervently to find God in my life. And then God gave me a revelation. He's like, no, 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 I am inside of you. 
I live and breathe. If you have me, Wendy, I live on the inside of you and you take me everywhere you go. You don't have to find me there. You're taking me with you. And so I go into work and I'm already living my Christian life because he's with me and I know he is. In the morning, I've made sure I bring my focus to remind myself I'm not finding him in my work. I, am fi- I, I know he's being carried with me into my work. So when I'm finding a difficult situation, I don't need to necessarily stop and pray going, God, where are you? I already know, Holy Spirit, what do you think about this? I already know he's with me. I already know he's on the inside of me. And so the difference between the two, let's live as Christians carrying him everywhere. Being prepared, being prepared. Um, Also, because when I was doing it the other way, it was time-consuming. And I realised that I was a self-sufficient person and I thought I could... It's not that I didn't love God anymore, I just got self-confident. I do a lot of admin to pull off services and things like that. And who needs... God doesn't need to be bothered with admin. (laughs) I don't even know how to administrators be a Christian. It's very boring. I mean, you get to tick stuff off a list and that is really cool. But I don't know that God, that I need God when I'm doing admin. But do I? We're here to work smarter, not harder. The voice of God can speak to us and give us strategies on things, on how to do them. And because admin is not just paper, it's always connected to vision. It's connected to a person. Everything we do and organise, it's to create a better life for someone else. Can you see it? And so finding God was too time consuming and too back and forth. I'm just like, God, no wonder this is a great revelation. Carry you with me everywhere I go. Because also then I'll be ready and prepared for a divine appointment. I will be ready for whatever God brings along my path. So when we're a Christian, we're aware, we're sensitive to the Holy Spirit speaking to us. And so as we go into our day, it is amazing who God will bring across our path for a purpose. It is a divine appointment in our life in our day. Sometimes we don't even know the impact we have on people. We don't always get to see the seeds that we sow or the fruition of a miracle that others have sown the seeds for. But let me tell you about in the book of Acts, about Philip and his divine appointment. Okay, in Acts chapter 8, 26 to 38, I'm just gonna paraphrase the story for you. So the Holy Spirit led Philip south down the road from Jerusalem. And along the road, he saw an Ethiopian treasurer and he was reading one of the scrolls, which was the book of the prophet Isaiah. And Philip said to him, hey, do you know what you're reading? So imagine this, Philip's just, do, 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 do. That was really, (laughs) Philip would have been dude. Sorry, he's walking along. Uh, And he just sees a guy. So, He sees a guy and says, hey, what are you reading? Because obviously he was reading aloud and he's like, well, it sounds like the Word of God. That sounds good. And he's just asked the question. The Holy Spirit led him just to ask the question as he's gone about his ordinary day. Do you know what you're reading? Philip was able to explain the Scriptures in such a way that this Ethiopian man was able to take the Word of God and the revelation of God, not only back to his country, but Tim told me, because he's very smart, and he said that because of that divine appointment, 
There are now churches in all over Africa and that is how we have known the Christianity is in Africa today. Because of this moment, Tim traced it back and he said, that is actually the beginning of churches in Ethiopia and Africa. One divine appointment. And that is just a scripture reference of one moment that a Christian was living life and God led them along a random person. But also in that story, can you see the obedience of Philip? Can you imagine if Philip's like, God, I'm a bit busy. Imagine if he didn't carry God with him and just was about his business like this, blinders on, and didn't even see the guy. But when we carry God with us, when we live Christianity, our blinders are off, the Holy Spirit's speaking, and we randomly see someone that God wants us to interact together. There are so many, so many stories in the Bible, testimonies of people that were led by the Spirit. And now, let's just go back to the beginning line of Acts, chapter 8, and it says, The Spirit led him along the road. Now, okay, we may not, like, I don't want you to switch off at that moment. Just because we don't get up in the morning, the Holy Spirit leads us to have a shower, put clothes on. The Holy Spirit led me to have breakfast. The Holy Spirit, so how about we say, Philip was about his business and the Holy Spirit made him aware that there was some random guy. So then he just felt drawn. He's like, I really feel I'm meant to stop. Don't know why yet. But he acted and he lived out of obedience. Church, we need to live out of obedience. We need to live with boldness and faith. You know, if we're wrong, oh, well. <laughs> he got to talk about what he was reading. Oh, well, like, what is the worst that can happen? Let's not go there in today's day and age. But when we are obedient to God, let's come back to that. The Holy Spirit spoke to him. He just was living his life. I have shared this story before, but I remember once I wasn't organised and I didn't have one ingredient that I needed to finish dinner that I had started and five minutes up the road was Woolies and I was on my mission <laughs> to Woolworths to get what I needed. And in, the, in my spirit peripheral vision, I saw this girl sitting on one of the little benches inside the shopping centre you know in those movies where it's slow-mo and it's like... <laughs> but you're walking along and you just like see it. It was slow-mo to me and God's like, did you not see her? I'm like, God, I, my dinner's... I'm stuck at cooking as it is and now I'm going to wreck it because I didn't have the one ingredient. And I'm like, I'm in a hurry. And he's like... And I turned around and went back. I'm like, you better be right, God, because <laughs> I better be right hearing you anyway. But... I remember I just sat and said, hey, you don't know me. I don't want to scare you. Um, I was just walking into Woolies to grab a couple of things and God put you on my heart. And he just wants to say, he sees you. And she just starts tearing up and she puts her head down. And she basically, she said, I was just thinking that there was no hope for me. And I was thinking about buying some things to end my life something very, very sharp to end my life. And then I start bawling in repentance more than anything. <laughs> I was just like, God, something as simple as just living. God has divine appointments for us in our everyday life if we are aware and open to just live with Him. Live with Him. Live on purpose for Him. I, I remember when I was struggling to walk and I had a lump growing in my leg, in my hip. 
And when they took the lump out, it was like an egg fitting in my hand. But at the time, I didn't know Pastor Mark Ramsey had just gone through his cancer in his lung and it was a bit sensitive for all of us staff. And, and this lump started growing and the doctor said, hey, it's sort of starting to grow its own blood supply, which I think is bad. Uh, it's a little, little alien growing itself. And uh, so I'm trying to stay in faith. Mum and Dad said that they'd come with me to the specialist to have a look at it and I'm in the waiting room with like 150 other cancer patients at different stages of their journey it just got real (laughs) and I'm sitting there and I'm you know looking at my blood pressure (laughs) my pulse rate started to come up over 140 and um (laughs) and I remember just thinking come on God I know you're with me no matter what happens you're with me and For those of you that know me well, I like to look at funny memes and I like to look at (laughs) funny things. And I just thought, you know what, God, I'm I'm just going to live my life still. I'm not dead. I haven't got anything to worry about yet. They haven't told me anything yet. Stay on purpose, brain. And so I'm sitting there with mum and dad. I'm in the middle. I'm like, oh, hey, look at this funny thing that I found. Because we're 150 other people there who are like fighting for their lives. I wasn't going (laughs) to, you know. So... I open it up and it starts like this. Mum and Dad and I, we're just laughing, going, that's funny. And then it... (laughs) It gets funnier and funnier. And then as I kind of look up, a few people are scowling, like, don't you know we're dying here? Like, have some respect. And I was just like, oh, I'm crying, but it's really funny. You should see it too. By the 45 minutes when we were finished, we, we had probably more than half those people just laughing, laughing at us because we were laughing at whatever we were seeing. And I, almost, I wanted to have a big TV and go, look, this is what we're laughing at. But see, we just were living. We were just contagious. We were just living our faith going, God, no matter what happens, you're in control. No matter what happens, you're in control. Church, just live. Just live faith-filled. Just live. Dare to live. Let's not die before we've taken our last breath. Let's choose to live. Every day, expecting a divine appointment. Every day, from biggest thing to smallest thing, expect a divine appointment. In 2 Timothy 4, verse 2, when it says, preach the word, be ready in and out of season. Church, when we carry the Holy Spirit with us, we will be ready in and out of season from the biggest thing to the smallest thing. Okay, point number two, ask. A-S-K. Okay, ask. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 11, we all know this one, it's the effective prayer. Everyone who asks, receive. Anyone who seeks will find. When we ask God for bread, does he give us a stone? When we ask God, we have to ask. We have to use our prayer, our audible voice, our spirit prayer voice. We have to ask. And I know God knows everything, but He wants to engage with us. He actually wants to engage with us. He doesn't want us just to assume that He knows everything and He'll work it out. He wants to do life with us. We need to ask. Ask and it will be given to you, it says. Remember the fridge story, the bar fridge story. If we didn't ask, would it have, just t- would it have made any difference for God to get the glory? 
Would it have been a miracle to those community members if I just had of thought, look, I know we need a fridge and one turns up, would God have got the glory? Would the church members have seen that God is a God of miracles and that He hears prayers when you ask? That miracle needed to be asked out loud in front of witnesses for God to be able to plant seeds of faith and salvation into their lives. We need to ask. I feel to have a pause moment What happens to the prayers that we pray that don't get answered? I understand. I understand how it feels to not grow weary while doing good, not grow weary when we're petitioning heaven. I mean, Daniel was praying, Daniel in the Bible, he was praying and he was waiting for his answer. And then the angel came and said, sorry, man, it was like 21 days. I was fighting principalities and powers on your behalf. And if I was Daniel, I'd go, oh, all the power to you, mate. I'm just glad you turned up. Uh, you know, I'm glad I got the miracle in the end. How long do we wait? How long do we keep asking? When we ask, God hears our prayer, church. When we ask, our faith gets attached to that boldness and we step out again. When we ask, sometimes God just doesn't answer us in the way that we wanted him to. Man, I've seen I've seen people who are heathen, people who are non-Christian, and they've prayed for something and and a miracle's happened. And you think, oh, do I have to be a Christian to pray? God's just a good God. He will sow seeds of his greatness into people's lives despite our understanding. It's not about what we think and who we think deserves it. God is a good God and He will bless and He will show Himself strong to witness, bear witness so that none will perish and all will be saved. But just because I pray for a car doesn't mean one's just gonna turn up as I walk out my door in the morning. God might bless me with a job to earn money and save for a car. And if you know me, I don't do anything the easy way. So God has to really teach me along the way. He just doesn't give me stuff because I don't think I really understand the gravity of it. And so I've gotten very good at understanding God knows best. Mother knows best. (laughs) When we pray for healing for someone and they pass away, did they still not get healed? Just because we miss them terribly. Are they not now free to be with Jesus? When we're praying and believing for something that just doesn't meet our expectation, does it mean God's not a good God? Does it mean that He didn't hear us? God is a sovereign God and His Word is yes and amen. And He has the greatest life planned for us, either on this side of eternity or the next. Imagine if God had have answered Jesus' prayer. God, if this cup could be taken from me in the Garden of Gethsemane, imagine where we'd be. Jesus obeyed the Lord, said, you know best. And so he chose to go to the cross for us. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord answers prayer according to our eternal needs, not our immediate ones. True, true. All right, third point and last point here, expect. Expect. In Habakkuk chapter two, verse four, 
the just shall live by faith. The righteousness will the righteous will live by their faithfulness to God. We need to expect. I prayed for a fridge. I expected God could do it because I know He can. I know He can. I asked and I expected God to move and He did. We prayed that Rocky would get not just found, I mean eternally found. We prayed that he'd be found and he was. We expected God to move and he did. That family member that got prayed for who was ill, we expected, there was actually no doubt that God can do it. I was praying that I wouldn't look silly in front of them. I mean, like, that's just being real. We all pray that God really does come through, amen, in some way, shape or form. I mean, I've heard of people preaching, they're like, I thought they came out for a shoulder issue and I'm praying for their shoulder and then they go, my knee's been healed. And the preacher's like, thank you, Jesus. God can work even despite us sometimes. The thing is that God knows, God knows. But when we pray, expect a miracle. Expect a miracle. Um, My grandmother, um, I love her, love her dearly, and I am the favourite, and I'm okay to say that. Um, So um, she let me know, she's like, hey, Winnie Jane, I've got a cancer tumour on my bladder and going in for surgery, and she's like going in tomorrow. I was actually visiting uh, lives in New South Wales. And so I was shocked for a start. I was just processing. She's going in a hospital, having a surgery. She has a full level one diabetic, has been, she's in her 90s now. She has been her whole life, full diabetic. And uh, every time the diabetic um, upgrades and science progresses, she's like, no, thank you. <laughs> it's been working for me for this long. I think I'll just continue. And anyway, she's such so stubborn. And she wasn't a believer. And we are trying to witness to her and trying to reach out. And I thought, come on, God, if anyone could get through to, please let it be Wendy Jane. Like, if, where, where's your last resort here? Can I pray nepotism will have favour with this woman? You know, and so I'm just like, God, please show yourself to her. Live or die through this surgery. Please let her know you. Don't let her die without knowing you. And I got in my car and it's tradition that she walks down the driveway and she waves as I drive off. And I'm driving off and all I could think was, she's going into surgery. Does she know you, God? And I slam on the brakes and she looks up and I reverse back. And she's like, Wendy Jane, what's wrong? I said, Grandma, we're in the street. (laughs) It'll get more weighty in a minute. And I said, I got out of the car and I looked around and said, Grandma, if you're going into surgery, can I please pray for you? And her eyes kind of wide and I'm like, I know we're in the street. You're a real private woman and I've just exposed you and myself out to the world to the neighbours. I said, but come on, if you're going to go into surgery, you need to know Jesus. Jesus needs to be a part of this healing and this process. And she's like, okay. And she closed her eyes and she grabbed my hand. I thought, oh God is here. If she's expecting me to pray, I'm going to pray. Oh man, I cursed every devil in hell that was going to try to touch her life. And I try not to yell in it with hearing aid, you know, so I don't want to deafen her as well. I have to pray for that as well. But I, I mean, I prayed and I prayed. Anyway, so two days later, I know she's going in, um, delayed a day, and then Arnie Prue rings me. I know she's gone in. Within about 45 minutes, Arnie Prue rings me 
And I'm thinking, something bad's gone wrong. I know that this was going to take longer than that. I said, Aunty Prue, what's wrong? And she said, I, I'm just going to put you on to Grandma. I said, okay, she's awake. She says, yeah. And she said, well, Wendy Jane, your little prayer worked. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? She said, they cut me open. They couldn't find the tumour on my bladder. And so they sewed me back up and sent me out. Oh my gosh. When we pray for someone we know, I mean, we are on our knees and we are expecting God to do a miracle, are we not? Are we not? Come on, expect, expect. Let it stir on the inside as the musicians come and I am finished today. Live, live a Christian life with Jesus and the Holy Spirit on the inside. Live expecting divine appointment every day. Don't be afraid to ask. Ask for a miracle church. Ask God for His will to be done. Ask for heaven to come to earth and expect. Expect without doubting and be open that God will bring a miracle in whatever way He deems worthy and fitting at the time. Can we bow our heads this morning as I pray? Father God, as You've spoken Your Word. I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.